Hi, and welcome to The Role of IL-6 in Rheumatoid Arthritis, Expert Perspectives, a podcast series brought to you by Sanofi Genzyme. I'm Jeff Catalano, your moderator for this podcast. Today, we'll focus on the impact of interleukin-6, or IL-6, on the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, or the HPA axis, and we'll discuss the role of IL-6 on pain, fatigue, mood disorders, and sleep disorders. Today, we're very excited to have as our guest speaker, Dr. Sanjay Chabra. He is a rheumatologist at the Texas Arthritis Center in El Paso, Texas, where he serves as the director. Welcome, Dr. Chabra. Hello, Jeff. Thank you for having me here today. Before we discuss IL-6 and the HPA axis, can you tell us more about yourself and how you became interested in rheumatoid arthritis and its related manifestations? Certainly. I've had the privilege to practice rheumatology for the past 15 years, and over that time, we've clearly had a better understanding of the science behind the disease, and that drives our passion to helping patients optimize their level of function. Now, we know that RA is a chronic inflammatory autoimmune disease, and it's often thought of as a disease of the joints, but can you tell us more about RA as a systemic disease? I'd be happy to. RA is more than a disease that just affects the joints. Its pathogenesis is associated with both articular and systemic manifestations. There are various types of systemic manifestations, one category being neuroendocrine and neurophysiologic manifestations. Some of these would include pain, fatigue, mood disorders, and sleep disorders. These systemic manifestations are often ranked as top concerns by patients with RA. Many of the patients who seek medical attention with RA complain of pain and possibly fatigue as their top primary complaints. Now, what aspects of the immune response would you say contribute to these specific systemic manifestations? Great question. RA is driven by a network of pro-inflammatory cytokines, including IL-6, tumor necrosis factor alpha, or TNF-alpha, and IL-1. IL-6 in particular has been shown to be elevated in patients with RA and plays a key role in disease progression. IL-6 is an important mediator between the immune system and the central nervous system during chronic inflammatory stress, including RA and it is associated with these neurologic systemic manifestations. Let's talk more about IL-6. How exactly does it contribute to these systemic manifestations of RA and the HPA axis? Well, Jeff, IL-6 plays a key role in the immune stimulation of the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. The HPA axis normally helps maintain homeostasis in response to stressors and relies on communication between the neuroendocrine and immune systems. Elevated levels of IL-6 may contribute to the development of systemic manifestations by acting upon all levels of the HPA axis. Understanding the HPA axis is vital to understand these manifestations. In conjunction with the sympathetic nervous system, the HPA axis connects the brain with the periphery of the body. Great. Dr. Chaber, can you back up for a second and remind our listeners about what the HPA axis is and how it works? Certainly, Jeff. There are three components to the HPA axis, the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and the adrenal cortex. The first component, being the hypothalamus, is a small central region of the brain which links the nervous system and the endocrine system. 
Activation of the HPA axis begins in the hypothalamus with a stressor. This triggers the release of corticotropin-releasing hormone, or CRH, by the paraventricular nucleus. CRH is then transported to the pituitary gland. The second component is the pituitary gland, which is a small gland located below the hypothalamus at the base of the brain that is composed of an anterior and posterior lobe. CRH induces secretion of adrenocorticotropic hormone, or ACTH, from the pituitary gland. ACTH gets released into peripheral circulation and stimulates the release of glucocorticoid cortisol from the adrenal cortex. The third component is the adrenal cortex, which is the outer region of the adrenal glands located above the kidney. Cortisol is synthesized and secreted into systemic circulation in response to the stressor. To sum it up, the activation of the HPA axis through the hypothalamus, pituitary gland, and adrenal cortex results in an increase in cortisol in circulation. Thanks for that refresher on the HPA axis. Can you tell us more about how it's regulated? Well, you know, the HPA axis is regulated by cortisol and pro-inflammatory cytokines. Cortisol exerts a negative feedback at both the hypothalamic and pituitary levels. So in a healthy person, the negative feedback regulation acutely occurs via the inhibition and downregulation of CRH. Cortisol is essential for the maintenance of homeostasis. The second component is pro-inflammatory cytokines such as TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, and particularly IL-6, which can activate the HPA axis either alone or synergistically with other pro-inflammatory cytokines and stimulate cortisol and CRH release. Thank you, Dr. Chabra, for walking us through how the HPA axis normally functions and is regulated. Now, what happens when the HPA axis is dysregulated in patients with RA? That's a good question. Research suggests that the function of the HPA axis is altered in RA. This is characterized by lower cortisol levels and elevated ACTH and elevated IL-6 levels in response to a stressor. In addition to decreased cortisol levels, increased ACTH and IL-6 levels may be suggestive of an impaired adrenal response in RA. I see. And what role does IL-6 play in this case? IL-6 may promote dysregulation of the HPA axis through two potential mechanisms. The first mechanism consists of hypothalamic neurons releasing IL-6 into the pituitary and leading to enhanced or prolonged ACTH release. The second possible mechanism is that IL-6 reduces the stress responsiveness of neurons in the hypothalamus, affecting HPA axis receptiveness. Dysfunctional HPA axis response to stress plays an important role in its interaction with the immune system. Differences in the immune function due to increased levels of circulating IL-6 affect the systemic manifestations of RA. Now, earlier you mentioned some of the systemic manifestations that result from HPA axis dysregulation. Pain was one of them. Can you tell us more about pain in patients with RA? Certainly, Jeff. Pain is the primary reason patients seek care. It is the RA-associated symptom that most patients desire effective treatment for meaningful improvement. Pain is the result of sensitization of the nociceptive or pain system in which the excitement threshold is lowered. 
And is there a relationship between pain, HPA axis dysregulation, and IL-6? Yes, certain cytokines have a direct role in the development of central and peripheral pain by acting on neurons of the nociceptive system. IL-6 plays a key role in pain mechanisms through a direct action on the nociceptive system. Neurons and glial cells of the spinal cord and dorsal root ganglia express GP130, which is a membrane-bound protein that helps initiate IL-6 signaling. This makes these cells susceptible to IL-6 signaling. Inflammation stimulates release of IL-6, which overexcites the spinal cord neurons in patients with RA. Additionally, patients with dysregulated HPA axis function were found to have chronic multi-site musculoskeletal pain. Interestingly, pain may also contribute to fatigue. So pain may contribute to fatigue, and you brought that up at the beginning as one of the four systemic manifestations. Can you tell us more about fatigue and how it relates to the HPA axis? Sure, Jeff. It's been my experience that similar to pain, fatigue is also a debilitating symptom. More than 80% of patients with RA experience fatigue, with severe persistent fatigue occurring in 40% of our patients. Pain severity is directly linked to fatigue. Patients often experience fatigue daily. Fatigue interferes with patients' quality of life and physical functioning. In many cases, it is thought of as having similar impact and importance as pain. Fatigue and pain can impair physical function, which negatively impacts patients' ability to participate in social and work activities. The exact cause of RA-associated fatigue is not entirely known, but it is likely multidimensional and involves inflammation, pain, anemia, sleep disorders, and psychosocial factors. The effects of IL-6 on the HPA axis likely contribute to fatigue, dysfunction of the HPA axis, specifically due to lower circulating levels of cortisol, have been associated with chronic fatigue. Thanks for that, Dr. Chabra. Now, earlier, you also mentioned mood disorders. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about mood disorders in patients with RA? Certainly. Depression is the most commonly observed comorbidity among patients with RA. More than a third of patients with RA suffer from mood disorders, particularly depression which is two to four times more common in patients with RA than the general population. It affects approximately 13 to 42 percent of RA patients. There are opposing theories on whether depression develops as a secondary consequence of chronic pain or if chronic pain is a manifestation of depression. This may be reflective of the bidirectional relationship between pain and depression. Most patients with depression also experience anxiety. Dysregulation of the HPA axis through hyperactivation has been associated with depression and other mood disorders. I see how it comes back to dysregulation of the HPA axis. Now, how does IL-6 impact these mood disorders? Well, Jeff, IL-6 can act on the HPA axis and may contribute to a higher prevalence of mood disorders. In fact, serum levels of IL-6 are increased in patients with depression. A meta-analysis of 16 studies in 892 patients found that depressed patients had significantly higher concentrations of cytokines such as IL-6 compared to non-depressed patients. Cytokines including IL-6 have also been associated with neurogenesis, a characteristic seen in mood disorders. 
To summarize what we've covered so far, patients with RA are more likely to experience pain, fatigue, and mood disorders compared to people without RA. And IL-6 is an important contributor to these symptoms. Now, the last systemic manifestation that you mentioned earlier was sleep disorders. Can you tell us more about that? Of course. More than half of the patients with RA report sleep disturbance, and patients with RA are significantly more likely to experience sleep disturbance than the general population. It's been my experience that patients with RA tend to have both difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep, uh, which is something that goes largely unrecognized in routine office visits. IL-6-induced HPA access activation in patients with RA may result in poor sleep. Elevated levels of IL-6 have been also observed in patients with sleep disorders, suggesting a role for IL-6 in the pathology of sleep. Elevated IL-6 may modify the circadian rhythm in sleep disorders. For example, IL-6-induced HPA axis activation can also result in transient increase in cortisol during sleep. This occurs before the normal circadian rise of cortisol, which is another contributor to poor sleep observed in patients with RA. Thanks, Dr. Chabra. You know, it's so interesting that IL-6 may be involved in such significant systemic manifestations in so many patients by affecting the HPA axis. Now, as we wrap up, what would you say for our listeners are the key takeaways from today's discussion? Well, Jeff, it's been my experience that patients with RA suffer from not just articular manifestations, but systemic manifestations, which include pain, fatigue, mood disorders, and sleep disorders. Elevated IL-6 and dysregulation of the HPA axis can contribute to these systemic manifestations through two potential mechanisms. First, increased ACTH release from the pituitary, and second, altered stress response neurons in the hypothalamus, which affects HPA axis receptiveness. Thanks for that fantastic summary of the key points for our listeners. We really appreciate you taking us through the effects of IL-6 on the HPA axis and the systemic manifestations. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Chabra. Jeff, I've truly enjoyed visiting with you today. Thank you for having me. I've been joined today by Dr. Sanjay Chabra, a rheumatologist and director at the Texas Arthritis Center in El Paso, Texas. I'd also like to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Stay tuned for the next podcast in the series called the wide-reaching effects of pain and IL-6 in rheumatoid arthritis. To find out more information on the role of IL-6 and RA, including podcasts discussing additional systemic manifestations, be sure to visit raandil6.com. That's raandil6.com. No